Hello and welcome to the Battle Plan podcast, where we help you improve your English skills and learn about topics you need for Stanag Level 3. I'm your host, Jeremy, and today we're going to talk about the recent Dutch election and the rise in popularity of far-right groups in Europe. So before we begin, let's have a look at a couple of terms that you need. The word far-right means a political position that is very conservative, nationalist and often opposes immigration, minority rights and measures to tackle climate change. The word populism means a political approach that appeals to ordinary people who feel that their concerns are disregarded by established elite groups. Now, let's talk about what happened in the Dutch election. The Dutch election took place on November the 22nd, 2023, to elect 150 members of the House of Representatives, the lower house of the Dutch Parliament. The results of the election were described as one of the biggest political upsets in Dutch politics since World War II. With the Party for Freedom, PVV, set to become the largest party in the House of Representatives. The PVV is a far-right and anti-Islam party led by Gert Wilders, a controversial politician who has been living under constant security protection since 2004 due to death threats. The PVV won 37 seats, an increase of 20 from the previous election. Wilders campaigned on a platform of banning the Quran, closing mosques, leaving the European Union, and stopping immigration from Muslim countries. He also criticized the government's coronavirus measures as too strict and unnecessary. The second largest party in the election was the progressive and pro-European Democrat 66, or D66, led by Rob Jetter, a former leader of the D66 parliamentary group. D66 won 24 seats, a decrease of 15 from the previous election. Jetton campaigned on a platform of investing in education, innovation and the green economy, as well as strengthening European integration and cooperation. He also advocated for more diversity and inclusion in Dutch society, especially for women and minorities. The third largest party was the Farmer Citizen Movement, or BBB, a new party that emerged from the farmers' protests against the government's nitrogen policy. The BBB is led by Caroline van der Plas, a former journalist and activist. The BBB won 20 seats, making it the biggest surprise of the election. The BBB appealed to the rural voters who felt neglected and betrayed by traditional parties. The BBB campaigned on a platform of defending the interests of farmers, small businesses and local communities, as well as promoting direct democracy and decentralization. The fourth largest party was the Christian Democratic Appeal, or CDA, a centre-right and moderate party that has been a traditional partner of the VVD in past coalitions. The CDA won 15 seats, a loss of 10 from the previous election. The party leader, Vokert Hockenstra, is the current finance minister and was seen as a potential successor to the outgoing prime minister, Mark Rutte. However, he failed to attract enough voters with his message of stability and responsibility. So, 
Why do we need to talk about the political situation in the Netherlands? Well, the Dutch election reflects a broader trend of political polarization and fragmentation in Europe and beyond. Many voters are dissatisfied with the mainstream parties and the status quo and are looking for alternatives that offer more radical solutions to the challenges they face, such as the pandemic, the economic crisis, climate change, migration and security threats. Some of these alternatives are populist and far-right movements that exploit the fears and frustrations of the people and often spread misinformation and conspiracy theories. However, there are also signs of hope and resilience in the face of these challenges. Some voters are supporting parties and leaders that offer more positive and progressive visions for the future and that seek to cooperate and compromise with others to find common solutions. Some of these parties and leaders are also trying to address the root cause of the discontent and the distrust among the people and to restore their confidence in the democratic system and the rule of law. These parties and leaders are also working to strengthen the multilateral cooperation and global order that have been under strain in recent years. The political scene in the world is changing rapidly and unpredictably and it is important to stay informed and engaged. In this podcast, we will continue to explore the different topics and trends that affect global politics and international relations, as well as many other important issues. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and learned something new. Thank you for listening to the Battle Plan podcast. I've been your host, Jeremy, and see you next time.